0: This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor athletics.
1: He's going to come out. He's going to spread them out three by one set. Going to try to move Charlie, but they're going to bring pressure. So somebody has to win on the outside. Three
2: receivers left, one to the right side. Brewer to the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, R.J. Snead on the receiving end. The Bears are in the end zone. First points
3: of the day for the Baylor Bears.
0: It's a Big 12 Friday
4: on the John Moore Show. I've said it year in, and year out. It never never gets old, man. This, this game is always as fun as it gets.
5: Probably the thing I will miss the most is the, the drive, right? The, the bus ride through the crowd, through the state fair, into the stadium.
0: The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By Marineland Boating Center. On the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Second and six. It's a keeper for Duggan up the middle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Max Duggan. Scores it here from 26 yards out. The frogs with the touchdown.
5: Purdy takes the snap. Hands it to Hall up the middle. Brees for the touchdown and the Cyclone lead. Brees Hall
3: with his second touchdown on the night. An eight yard run off the left side. And the Cyclones have regained the lead.
0: Now, for a look around the Big 12 Conference, here is the State of Texas Co Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris and Garrett Ross. Hi and welcome John Morris show on a Friday football
2: Friday for sure big 12 high school heading into uh, the NFL weekend so a lot of football around Talk about all of that coming up in the hour. Highlight cuts in the open courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Baylor with the uh, with the day off, the weekend off, and uh, it's a good thing because the announcement came yesterday that Baylor football had halted all football activities. Uh, Apparently a spike in cases, positive cases, now doing the contact tracing. But, Garrett, they have just uh, basically – football has just shut down for the weekend through Sunday.
1: Yeah, and I I was curious the other day when they had the 10 new uh, cases revealed. But, you know, and Baylor Baylor does it uh, where they don't reveal who within – so I guess you can – assume it was within the football uh, program but yeah shutting things down I I think it's smart I I think it's good that you have an extra week you're on a bye right now right so you're technically not missing a game but the the game with Oklahoma State definitely isn't guaranteed at this point
2: yeah, I got a call like immediately when that when that uh, tweet went out about halting football activities. Uh, my phone lit up, and it was Robert Allen, who's the sideline reporter mm-hmm. for Oklahoma State, and he said, "Are we playing next week?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Hope to," uh, and, and Baylor does hope to be able to play next week against Oklahoma State, but uh, we'll see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we were talking we were just talking yesterday about. Homecoming festivities. Yeah. What's that's going to look like, well, now are you even going to be able to play homecoming? <laughs> yeah. So, I right. mean, so it, it's crazy times, but it's kind of, it's unfortunate, but it seems like the norm every day. There's man. something else coming out and there's somebody having to drop out or postpone activities and Baylor's just next up. Uh,
2: been A high bunch of high school games yeah. have been canceled or postponed. Uh, I heard in Dallas that there's, there's 34. 30. Oh, is that right? 30 34. 34
1: over the past two weeks. Wow, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is a bunch. And there was a uh, Klein Oak down in the Houston area. They had twenty three positive tests on their football team, really? so they had to you know put a halt to all that. Good but,
2: grief, that's a big number.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 definitely out there every every day. I mean, there's games dropping. I, I follow Matt Step. He's phenomenal at what he does for Dave Campbell's Texas football and. It's like every day he's posting. This game's postponed, and yeah. trying to help a, a different coach in the air or across the state, trying to find new games. He's and, helping schedule. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, he really is. Yeah, and, I right. mean, and it's wild, man. But that's just where
2: we're at right now. Golly,
1: that's crazy. So
2: uh, Baylor was uh, in in a scheduled open date anyway and now is uh, not even practicing through the weekend and then hope to get the game with Oklahoma State in next Saturday. Oklahoma State is off this Saturday as well. Heard from uh, Tom Herman and Lincoln Riley. Those two will go head-to-head in the Red River Showdown tomorrow at the Cotton Bowl, Texas OU. We'll talk about that. Uh, Normally we have Chris Allman in with us for fun facts Mm -hmm uh about Baylor's opponent. With no opponent, we gave him the option, Garrett, it was your idea, gave him the option to give us some uh Texas OU uh fun facts and Chris jumped at the opportunity.
1: I really love that segment. And with <laughs> Baylor being open, I was like, man, that'd be really good. And I knew it would be a tight window because he does a lot of detailed research uh, on right, this, right? right? So it's time consuming. I was like Man, if Chris could pull that off, I think it'd be really fun to do a <laughs> yep. Texas OU Red River shootout. So he's
2: one. got that. Yep, Chris is coming in. We'll get that. Heard a highlight cut from Brian Estridge, TCU Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College. TCU, the big win in Austin over Texas last Saturday, 33 31. When I was driving home last night after the uh, the volleyball match, we mm-hmm. beat OU last night 3 uh, 2. Driving home on the Big 12 channel on Sirius XM, it was a replay of the Texas. Uh, TCU game mm-hmm. and it was late in the game like when I got to my car and turned it on there was 401 to go so I got to listen to the end of that driving home and it was really interesting how that transpired the fumble yeah you know by Texas and you couldn't even see that it was a fumble initially and then uh, TCU got a first down, ended up taking a safety and, and winning it by two. So, really good win for the Frogs in Austin last Saturday.
1: That was a really fun match. Other than – you put the penalties aside. Right. Everything else, it was a really fun game to watch. Right. I, th- I think Max Duggan was really impressive in that matchup. And uh, like you're saying, yeah, Keontae Ingram with that fumble, you really hate to see that for him. And, uh, you know, but – and. I thought it was funny how the, the Big 12 addressed the penalties in that game, but the one that they specified was that last play where Duggan is running around, killing the clock, and they say, "Well, we missed a holding penalty on that." Well, that's irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's their way of saying we know there was issues here. We're <laughs> gonna right. this is our band aid to cover it
2: You're up. You're gonna point that one out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, TCU with the win over uh, over Texas last Saturday and then a highlight cut from John Walters uh, Iowa State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College and Iowa State with the big win over Oklahoma last Saturday handing the Sooners their second consecutive loss first time since 1999 that OU has lost back-to-back regular season games
1: and that's really hard to think i yeah. mean but that shows how you know how consistent and how good they've been uh, been up there in Norman but you got to give uh, Brock Purdy and the the Cyclones all the credit in the world he's so fun to watch I think he's one of the the better quarterbacks in this league, Charlie Brewer, him, Sam Elliger to come out. And I just really enjoy watching him play.
2: Yeah, and uh, they uh, – for some reason, Iowa State in the month of October is just unbelievable. I mean, they mm-hmm. are – I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'll see if I can look that up. But they uh, – I want to say 11-1 over the last few years in the month of October – and uh, John Walters uh, has started calling it Brocktober with Brock Purdy because <laughs> he's a big part of that success. Right.
1: No, and they, they're always doing that. I mean, that one year with uh, Oklahoma State after the, the tragedy, or Oklahoma State yeah. was going in there, and Iowa State knocks them off. And th- 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 them at Kansas State, they always find a way to knock to ruin somebody's yep. schedule. <laughs> you can never take them for granted, no matter what their records are, how bad they look week to week. You got to take them serious. Yep, so uh, those are the highlight cuts you heard in the open.
2: A short schedule of games, only three coming up tomorrow. One of those is Texas OU. We'll get more in-depth in that with Chris Allman when he joins us for uh, fun facts to know and tell and share and amaze your friends with about the Red River Showdown this week, not Baylor's opponent. A couple of other things to mention. Uh, Baylor volleyball won uh, last night over OU. Came out strong and won the first two sets. Looked really good doing mm-hmm. it. And it looked like they are going to just uh, sweep through OU in three. But OU, give them credit, they they took the lead in the third set and never trailed in that third set and won that. Fourth set was tight back and forth mm-hmm. the whole way, and Oklahoma won that. Then got to the uh, fifth and deciding set, and it was back and forth again. And Baylor got uh, a couple points late to win that one and uh, win the match 3-2. to But it was really, really tight. Uh, That sounds like a fun match. Did Yossi get that accomplishment? She did, yep. So, yeah, yeah, she passed it, like, uh, really quick. Really quick. (laughs) Because she had 1,499 kills in her career, and it was early in the first set. She had number 1,500. So, now she's uh, well on her way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yep. So that was fun, and she had twenty two, I think, for the night. Twenty two kills. So Yasi at seventy five percent. Yeah. Well, or yeah, it's more than that. I I asked uh, Jason Williams, the associate head coach, before the game. Uh-huh. I said, "What would you say, Yasi? You know, wh- where is she health wise?" And he said, "On ninety five percent." And I said, "Oh, okay." So when I said seventy five, again, I was just guesstimation. You know, yeah, exactly. I had no idea what it was. Um, But, again, I would say Yossi at 75% is better than pretty much anybody else at 100%, (laughs) maybe even 110. But she was really good last night. Kara McGee was really good last night, and it was fun. We did it for um, uh, ESPNU uh, on last night. And tonight they play again, 6 p.m. It's on Big 12 now on ESPN+. And uh, fun to work with Katie Steger, who is the all-time kills leader, but Yasi's coming for her, and she's coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie knows it, too. That's funny. So how did yeah. the broadcast go? It was good. It was really good. Katie's so great to work with. She's so knowledgeable and uh, just fun to work with her. We were on kind of a – we were on a third row back from the court right. was the setup and it was just Katie and I back there so we were distanced from each other and from everybody else and uh, it was a pretty good setup so as far as the turnout did they ha- what what was that looking like they the attendance was 5 something 500 something and i think the max would have been 700 so that's so pretty cool yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's not near full in the Ferrell center but the but, standards yeah right by what you can have there it was pretty good crowd that's good so tonight, 6 o'clock, uh, Baylor and OU, the second match. Uh, there's also soccer coming up tonight, and soccer, uh, Baylor soccer looking for their first win of the year. And you think, oh, man, they're having a rough year. Well, not really. They're 0-1-3. They played overtime all four of their matches. The one loss was in overtime, 2-1. And the three ties were all 0-0 ties in double overtime. So that's how uh, that's how Baylor's season has gone so far, and playing playing another tough team tonight in fifth-ranked Kansas coming up this evening. Uh, on a Zoom conference yesterday, we asked uh, Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson uh, if his team uh, leads the nation in uh, in uh, uh, experience in overtime games.
4: We are, and uh, I think. I think what it's come down to, JMO, with COVID, you just never know when things are going to get shut down. So we want to play as many minutes as possible. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I tell you, it's been um, it's been pretty incredible to watch, especially the youngsters. I mean, even the veterans aren't totally prepared for as many overtime minutes as we've we've had to play. So, uh, but especially for the youngsters that we've got, just their tenacity and just their ability to to push through uh, is really really a veteran model, honestly, for for what they're what they're doing.
2: Especially with so many young players on this team, uh, is, is it kind of amazing that you you play that long into a double overtime when, you know, any little thing can make the difference and uh, and you've come out with those ties?
4: Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's easy for uh, a youngster without the experience who's never had to have that that level of concentration in their entire career to to fall short i mean it's just it's kind of expected to be quite honest and their their resiliency and their ability to step into every challenge for 110 minutes is is quite uh, quite remarkable and just a testament to uh not only the type of players they are but the type of people they are
2: paul jobson baylor soccer coach and you say 110 minutes where does that come from well normal is 90 minutes mm-hmm. normal in the match two 45 minute halves But then a 10-minute overtime period and another 10-minute overtime period in two overtimes, that's what Baylor's played. Three of their four matches this year have been double overtime scoreless draws.
1: He's got a good point there. With the youth, a lot of those girls probably have never been in that situation before. And for them to not fold and and be able to step up to the moment, that's really key. And and I think that shows – how successful they're going to be once they can get the offense rolling. Yep, and with a lot of young players, they're Mm -hmm. getting
2: a lot of experience here uh, so far this season. So Baylor soccer versus number 5 Kansas tonight, 7 o'clock at the Lou, Betty Lou Mays Field. And, again, limited attendance uh, available there, but it is available on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus beginning at 7 o'clock Central Time this evening. All right, uh, off and running on a Friday. Uh, Big football Friday ahead. Let's take a break. When we come back, Garrett will give us uh, the games to watch for around the area and involving Central Texas schools coming up this evening, plus the uh, cancellations of games that won't be played this evening. So Garrett will give us that. When we come back, John Morris Show brought to you in part by D.M.R.A. Fine Jewelers. You know they're at 4541 West Waco Drive.
6: Where Waco gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitshi Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance
4: needs through the Nitshi Group. Learn more at nitshigroup.com.
6: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a mild and muggy start to the day with temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. Highs will be in the mid 80s in the afternoon. Skies will be mostly cloudy throughout the day. There is a 20% chance of isolated showers, but most of Central Texas will stay dry. Tonight, temperatures will drop down into the mid-60s with clearing skies. Saturday will be much warmer with highs in the upper 80s and lower 90s and partly sunny skies. The rest of the weekend will be sunny with highs in the mid to upper 90s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
2: Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you?
6: Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grossbeck, Hubbard,
0: Itasca, T, West, and Whitney.
2: If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizensstatebanktx.com.
0: Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and
6: band and drill team members a year of success.
2: Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.
3: The High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to SentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. For all you Hatch Green Chili fans out there, you know how great they are. And if you've never had the Hatch Green Chilies, here's a perfect introduction the new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger, available for a limited time. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
6: For 75 years, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe ranging from half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to 6 inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, bench posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations at Waco and & Bryan and at pioneerboys.com
2: The More show on this Friday morning, brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Love telling you about all the great things that are going on at the Baylor Club. They are back to normal operating hours now. I say normal as uh, normal as things can be, and that's a good thing. Uh, and they've got plenty of activities coming up. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll let you know about those. Also, you can check their website, BaylorClub.com, and you can always give them a call. They will give you everything uh, you need to know and put you in touch with the right people. Main number is 254 710 80 802547108080. They've got big plans for uh, the month of October. Halloween right around the corner. Uh, Mike Mosel says, "Hey, we're all wearing masks anyway, so why not have a costume party and make things a little more fun?" That is for sure, and uh, they'll have a live DJ, uh, spooky drinks, themed foods, and a contest for the best mask and costume coming up. Uh, If Halloween is not for you, they've always got family pasta night and all-you-can-eat barbecue event on the calendar and plenty more. So check it out. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Still, the club eats to go if you want to get their uh, terrific uh, menu items and take them home with you. All of those are available. Uh, That's the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. All right, Garrett uh, is going to give us a, a preview of high school games in and around the area. Were there any? Were there any last night?
1: You had two. Okay, so two games last night. You had uh, Grosbeck fell the number four Malakoff thirty five to nothing. Uh, the goats are now three and three on the season to sit in third place of District Eight Three A D One. Ellison played and they beat LD Bell forty to twenty two. Uh, they are now one and two on the season and they'll enter district play with and they'll open up. with shoemaker next week in district play gotcha uh some games to keep an eye on starting tonight you have number nine jonesboro six and oh versus number four borden county three to uh they're three and two this game will be in bront it's a game one of a double hitter so this game's going to start at 5 p.m bront Uh, bront where is bront bront is it's man it's out towards west texas i think it's out near San Angelo okay. and stuff. all right. I know they're big rivals with Robert Lee, and they've, okay. they've, so they've dropped a six-man a couple years ago. That's a new one for me. Bront. <laughs> and uh, th- so these two programs have met for the state championship twice over the past four years. Uh, Borden County won both of those matchups, but they're pretty much the standard of six-man football in Texas. Uh, Jonesboro's coming off a 60-14 to 14 victory over Bryson last week, and the fewest points they've scored all season was 48 in game one. Uh, Borden County bounced back last week with a 46-0 victory over Water Valley after dropping their second game of the season to Sterling City the week before, 62-58. to Borden County is a 22-point favorite in this matchup according to sixmanfootball.com. But it's going to be really, really good. So I, it can go either way. Do you ever see, according to sixmanfootball.com,
2: do you ever see a team that's like a 60-point favorite? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, you'll see them. You'll see them out there. Well, they, they usually,
1: they'll, they'll usually try to put it at like 45, you yeah, know. Yeah, kind of cap it at that. Yeah, but you kind of get an idea sometimes. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> depending on the matchup. Uh, another game to keep an eye on is going to be Salado 6-1 and at Conley 3-2. and Salado's lone loss of the season came in week two against Grandview 21-7. to uh, the Eagles have outscored their past two opponents 112-6. Uh, Conley destroyed Robinson last week 49-7, uh, but the Cadets have struggled to score points this season. Conley has a dominant defense and a strong rushing attack, but they've yet to win a game against a quality opponent. Uh, Salado is currently second place of uh, District 9-4A-D2, while Conley sits at third. Uh, another game to watch is Academy 5-1 at Cameron Yo 3-2. Academy won a thriller last week against McGregor 45-42. Uh, they were they had a freshman quarterback leading the charge. Uh their starter got hurt, so he came in and uh got the starting role against McGregor and he he played a phenomenal game. Uh the the Bumblebees went the length of the field with one twenty two left in the game and no timeouts to beat the Bulldogs. Wow. So I mean it was just a, a last chance hope and they were able to pull it off. Uh Yo was stunned last week in the Battle of the Bell by Rockdale, forty two to nine, and they're gonna be they're gonna look to avoid dropping two district games in a row, which for Yo to drop two games in a row, period. Right, it's rare. So I, I see them bouncing back in this matchup. Uh, Academy Academy is currently in second place of District Eleven, three A D one, while Yo sits at third. Uh, another game. It's going to be Midway zero and one for South Grand Prairie one and zero. You can hear that here on ESPN Central Texas. Pre is going to start at seven p.m. Uh, Midway was routed last week by number four, Austin Westlake, 56 to nothing. But their quarterback, Garrett Childers, showed some play-baking ability. It's just a matter of consistency. This is his first year as a starter, and Midway lost a whole bunch on both sides of the ball. So they're going to put it, they'll be able to put it together. I I think they can get this win. Um, South Grand Prairie knocked off Mesquite last week, 28 to 26. And Midway will have a bye next week before entering district play. And uh, South Grand Prairie, this is their last game before district Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, another game is going to be number 23, Temple, 2-0 and versus Arlington Martin, 1-1. and You can hear this over on Fox Sports Central Texas with a 7 p.m. pregame as well. Uh, this is going to be the Wildcats' first home game of the season after opening up the season against Longview at AT&T Stadium and then traveling to Magnolia last week where they beat Magnolia West, 28-13. Arlington Martin responded with a 37-0 victory over College Park last week after dropping their season opener uh, to number 1, Denton Ryan, 47-24. That game was played before the Temple-Longview game. And I feel like that Temple can win this game. I also think this is going to be their most challenging matchup of the year. But this is a really good test before they start district play as well. And then we've had a few games in the area canceled due to COVID. Uh, Waco High, the news broke, I believe it was yesterday. So they canceled their game with Colleen this week. Uh, University has canceled their next two games, uh, which were against Alito and Burleson. Uh, the Alito game has been pushed back to November 6th, that, so I, but the Burles one, I, I can't find information on that yet. I don't know if they're going to make They should make that up. That's a district game, yeah. but I don't know where they're going to put it at, and another one was uh, Martin Bremond. This is going to be Mark's homecoming, and Bremond had some COVID outbreaks, so this game has been postponed to November 6th as well. Wow. All right. All
2: right, so a few uh, postponements, but plenty of games around the area tonight. should be great weather-wise, so... Mm-hmm. Take advantage and support those high schools coming up this evening. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, it is the 116th meeting between Texas and OU. Normally, Chris Allman is in with us on Fridays to give us fun facts to know and tell and share and amaze your friends with about Baylor's opponent. But with an open date for the Bears tomorrow, Chris is going to give us fun facts about the Red River Showdown. So we'll have that when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Samuels. Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Allen Samuels and Ram are extending one of their biggest truck events. That's Ram Power Days is back through November 2nd. This time of year is truck season at Allen Samuels, and Ram Power Days means you can get an incredible price on a new Ram. New 2020 Ram Lone Star Crew Cabs. With a Hemi or EcoDiesel, Dis- uh, 0% for 72 months. No payments for 90 days. Or you can choose $9,250 in cash and incentives. Ram has the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Hey, for you minivan and crossover fans, uh, Chris, this is you. Minivan, new 2020 Dodge Journeys with third row seating. There you go. Put Jack in the back row. 0% for 72 months, no payments for 90 days, or you can choose $6,250 in cash and subprime offers. New 2020 Dodge Chrysler Pacificas, it is the king of minivans, now has employee pricing and up to $4,250 in cash offers. As always, offers are with approved credit. See dealer for complete details. Just go by and see Ted Teague. Tell him we sent you by, and Ted loves the car business. He loves Waco, and he and his staff are ready to treat you right and give you the best car buying experience. Check it out. It is at Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. You can shop, apply, and buy online at allensamuelsdcj.com, and they deliver.
0: Central Texas traditions run deep all the way to the vehicles we drive. That's why folks trust Alan Samuels. During Alan Samuels' Jeep Adventure Days, get employee pricing for all on new 2020
2: Gladiator Sport and no payments for 90 days. Plus, the tougher-than-nails
0: 2020 Jeep Renegade. Zero for 72, no payments for 90 days, or up to $6,250 in cash and subprime offers. Trusted, that's Alan
2: Samuels, your friend in the car our business At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys the peace of being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit Marineland, wait
1: Before going to the polls, visit VoteTexas.gov to check if you have one of the seven approved photo IDs, like a Texas driver license. The full list can be found at VoteTexas.gov. You can also find what to do if you do not possess and cannot reasonably obtain one. Visit VoteTexas.gov or call 1-800-252-VOTE. That's 1-800-252-8683. Sponsored by the Texas Secretary of State.
6: TFNB, your bank for life, supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With 5 locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC.
0: My house has a new glow I love my window
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by vaveline Express Care Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday, eight to six. Saturday, eight to five. High school football will be in action on our family of stations this evening. Temple will host Arlington Martin. Pregame is at 6 30 with kickoff at seven on AM 1330 and 93.9 FM. Midway will host South Grand Prairie on ESPN Central Texas, and Robinson will host Gerald on AM 1590 and 99.3 FM. Pregame for both is at seven, with kickoff at seven thirty, and all games can be. Stream live on CentexSportsFan.com or on our Sports Fan app. Baylor football announced on Thursday they are suspending all football related activities to allow further evaluation of recent positive COVID nineteen tests and completion of close contact tracing. On the diamond, the Astros have advanced to the ALCS after defeating the A's eleven to six on Thursday afternoon and will now await the winner of Tampa Bay versus the Yankees. Sports center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN
0: Central Texas.
2: Show on this Friday morning, and we welcome in Chris Allman and gives us fun facts to know and tell and share and amaze your friends with. Usually about Baylor's opponent, but this week, Chris, no, uh, no Baylor game, and and it's a good thing as they have shut down football uh, uh, activities for the weekend. But we threw it out there. This was Garrett's idea. He said, "Well, how about uh, Texas OU fun facts?" And you were up for it, so welcome in.
6: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you guys a little spoiler alert. I'm never going to say no to coming in. (laughs) If you want fun facts on the drywall in the station, (laughs) I'm happy to help out. (laughs) We, we were almost to that point during <laughs>
2: the summer. I got we got close. Yeah. That would have been good. Gosh, I we can imagine that.
6: I know what summers are like <laughs> around here on this show. I cannot imagine what summer was like in <laughs> right. this particular summer. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness! How many old Reds games box scores did you break down oh, during yeah, the summer?
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight. <laughs> well, and let's uh, let's get this out of the way. Any Astros thoughts from you? I
6: you know uh, it's funny you ask that. Uh huh. Sure. Um, I, I wanted to lead. As a, as a service, I like to do a little more you uh-huh, know, for you uh-huh. guys, not yeah. just what you ask, sure. but go the extra mile. And as a service to the show and to the listeners, I thought I would do just brief fun facts about the 2020 Oakland Athletics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
6: <laughs> so fact number one, Kay. they are no longer playing baseball uh-huh, this season. That's mm. a fact. Now, yes. I need some help with this. I scoured the internet, and I could not figure out exactly why. The Oakland Athletics were no longer playing baseball Mm. this season. Do you guys know what happened?
1: Garrett, do you have that? No, I'm not aware.
6: (laughs) Okay, maybe our listeners can chime in. I mean, they were playing. They had a game yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. now they're not playing anymore. Did they get...
1: I think that
2: means that the Astros, your Houston Astros... Is that what happened? Must be. Won <laughs> and advanced, yes. Did,
6: did the Astros... Did you miss on that? Uh, they, I must have missed. You would have enjoyed it. Yeah. I must have missed that. Good uh-huh. game? Big uh, game? Really good. Lot like, of offense,
2: lot of yeah. a, lot a lot of offense? A lot of offense. A lot of home runs. A lot
6: of home runs? <laughs> yep. 10 or 11 runs, maybe, I'm assuming. A lot that they, of runs, yep. So,
2: all I, right. I all realized
6: right. yesterday, <laughs> I told Q this, I should have realized this a long time ago, I'm basically a Patriots fan now. Like, (laughs) everyone hates the Astros. I didn't realize how much everyone hates them. Yeah. But I couldn't find one single flattering story about the Astros last night. Not one. (laughs) Every one of them either mentions explicitly hated by most of America, which is a stretch, or it brings up the sign-stealing thing. Yeah. Which, they made their bed. They're going to lay in it. part of the story.
2: Part of the story.
6: But the Oakland Athletics no longer playing baseball in 2020. The Astros... Still playing in the ALCS for the fourth straight year.
2: All right. There we go.
6: Also, uh, Bront, it's out there. It's past uh, Abilene. It makes a little triangle with okay. Winters and Ballinger. Okay. Oh, Winters, nice. the blizzards. The blizzards. Yep. The Winters, blizzards. That's perfect. Genius. All right, you guys want some information about Texas On OU? On to Texas
2: OU. Okay. Which we refer to as Texas OU. Folks north of the Red River would call it OU Texas, of course.
6: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I thought we could do this a little interactive. I think there are, because this one was tricky, because I've, I'm also going to do fun facts about Baylor, Texas, and Baylor OU, so I don't want to go like, I had to come up with new stuff, right. which Megan will be happy about. There's no redundancies <laughs> That's right. in this Fact one. Checker. <laughs> Fact checker. Fact <laughs> checker. Um, okay, this game was first played in 1900 when Oklahoma was still a territory. Mm. They were not actually a state yet. So that leads to my first question. Do you guys know in what year... Oklahoma was granted statehood
2: uh, oh. after 1900.
6: Uh, let's That's go my answer.
1: 1913.
6: In the middle. Yeah. Yes, you're right. 1907. Okay. okay. And I'll say this. I don't know how you guys feel. I feel like Oklahoma is underrated as a state. Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Uh, I love it. Is is a really like they're yeah. really great places to go. You look like you disagree. I, well, no,
1: it? I'm not disagreeing. I've only been to the eastern part. I've only been to. I don't even remember where it was. I can't even think of the town, but I've only been to the eastern part of Oklahoma, so I, don't, I can't really judge the state as a whole. The but I haven't heard great things about it. There's it a, no, there's a lot going on. Oklahoma City is great.
6: Yes, and so the first time I ever went to Oklahoma. I, it was a pro-wrestling show in Tahlequah, <laughs> and I will let you deduce what the environment was like at yeah. a pro-wrestling show in Tahlequah, <laughs> Oklahoma. Oh, that's great. So my first impression's not great, <laughs> but if you've ever been to the Memorial in Oklahoma City, it will change your whole perspective on Oklahoma. All right, this game was uh, formerly called the Red River Shootout. Uh, It changed in 2005. SBC took over sponsorship and officially named it the SBC Red River Rivalry. That's hard to say. Red River Rivalry. That's what
2: I said yesterday. It wasn't Mm -hmm. Red River Rivalry, but that was too hard to say, so now it's the showdown.
6: Yes, they replaced Shootout because they did not want to convey uh, any attitude of condoning gun violence, which is absurd, but that's an opinion that's only my own. The next year, uh, SBC merged with AT&T which is now while we have the AT&T Red River rivalry. Um, And then in 2014, it became the AT&T Red River Showdown. So multiple names. The game for years and years and years aired on ABC. It's now part of Fox's um, broadcast. And no disrespect to Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, I think those guys are great. But man, to me, Keith Jackson and Brent Musburger doing Texas OU takes me right back there. Yeah, I was... Watching old YouTube clips last night of Brent Musburger calling games and then Keith Jackson calling games with Switzer and Royal and Akers. And that is is—that's cool. is nostalgia right. at its best. Um, so since 1936, that was the first year of the AP poll, at least one of these teams has been ranked in uh, 70 times, including in every one of the last 19 meetings. So mm. this will be the 20th consecutive meeting. That one of these two teams has been ranked. Now, Texas leads the overall series 62 47 to five. But since the end of World War II, Oklahoma narrowly leads 37 36, and three. So I got to thinking about when I like, when we go back like deep into history on these games, especially in college athletics and then a lot of times in professional sports, I think a lot about. A lot of this history was before integration, mm-hmm. right? and so this led me on a, on a rabbit trail looking for who the first African-American players were for both Texas and OU, and then it led me to a wild stat hmm. that I did not confirm, but again, fun facts don't necessarily have to be accurate. They just need to be delivered. <laughs> and maybe, fun. Yes, and fun. So Garrett, maybe you could help research okay. this if possible. So Oklahoma's first African-American player was a man named Prentice Gaunt oh, yeah. in 1956, yeah. Texas's first African-American player was Julius Whittier in 1970. Here's the wild stat. Julius Whittier was a tight end, and in 1972, he caught the only touchdown pass that Texas completed all season. Oh,
1: all season?
2: They
6: threw one wow. touchdown pass Wow! all season. Wow. I thought that was wild. Now, Garrett, I don't know if you're able to validate that. What year was that? 1972. I don't know if you can look up Texas's passing stats but <laughs> the only touchdown pass of the entire season. Isn't that amazing That's considering wild. where football's at now?
2: Well it's the wishbone. It yeah. It's Daryl Royal. Sure. So, yeah. They just didn't
6: throw it. Um all right. So the question that I've often had as a neutral observer is for the University of Texas, which rivalry is bigger? Do you got it there, Garrett? Yeah, it says that
1: okay, so there was there was a bunch of passes thrown, but yes, just one touchdown pass all season. <laughs>
6: and and it was thrown to Julius Whittier. Texas' first African-American player. Good stat. So as I was mentioning, uh, as a neutral observer, as a fan of everyone, largely of the Baylor Bears, Thank you. I, I wonder which, which is the bigger rivalry, Texas versus OU or Texas versus Texas A&M? Because I grew up in a family of Aggies, and beating Texas was the most important thing mm-hmm. in the world. As I have discovered, not quite as important to the University of Texas mm-hmm. to maintain that rivalry. Obviously, it was a big game. And winning Texas won the very last one, but Dallas Dodds said um, during some Big Twelve restructuring, Dodds stated in an interview, "quote That game, the rivalry game for us, has always been Oklahoma. The A and M game's been a great game, and all of that, which is a total, <laughs> <In> all <laughs> of, all of that, which is a total. That's a sure sign he wanted this question right. to be over. <laughs> and we may play them, but it's not something we have to do. I think the Oklahoma game is something we have to do." Huh. So straight from the horse's mouth, DeLoss Dodds, obviously at that time speaking lo- for many Texas grads, that the OU game was a non-negotiable. The Aggie game could go by the wayside. Did you know also, this is not the only game associated with the State Fair each, each year. They play the State Fair Classic every year between Grambling and Prairie View mm-hmm. and their bands, to yes. be quite honest. That's right. Uh, that game not being played this year, it was, would have been played, I guess, last Saturday... But I think the Southwestern Athletic Conference has moved to a spring football schedule. Am I right?
2: Yes, I think that's right.
6: Yeah. So they will open the season this year with the State Fair Classic, Grambling, and Prairie View A&M. That's not a fun fact about Texas OU. That, again, additional information. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's all part of the uh, little synergy there is what I like to say. All right. Let's talk about some memorable games. And then I have one more trivia question for you guys. I'll give you a, a tease. There have been nine Heisman winners that have played in this game without Googling. I want you guys to think about if you can name all nine. I guarantee you, you can name seven of them. Okay. All right. You could probably name eight for sure. Mm. The ninth one, I think, will be tough. And I'm watching to see if anyone's Googling.
2: We're not Googling. I'm not Googling. Okay.
6: Um, All right. Memorable games. 1958, Oklahoma dominated this thing in the 50s. And then in 58, Texas won by one point. And that one was notable because that was a Daryl Royal coached Texas team. And 10 years earlier, he had been the quarterback at Oklahoma and played in the Red River shootout at that point. Um, So he coached that one against Bud Wilkinson, and that would lead to Wilkinson losing six straight to end his Oklahoma career to Texas. He retired in 1963. The 70s is when it gets fun, right? I've mentioned the 80s in the Southwest Conference being wheels off, Mm -hmm. but I will listen to any story about Oklahoma in the 70s. Any story that Barry Switzer is a part of, I'm 1000% in. (laughs) So in 1972, this also, I guess, will tie into our Astros talk, Oklahoma spied on Texas's practices and allowed them to block a quick kick that the Longhorns had secretly been working on en route to a victory. Not so secretly. No, yeah, apparently not. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Belichick, uh, the Bill Belichick playbook there. Then, of course, I'm sure that simmered. The 76 game was overshadowed by allegations that d- by Daryl Royal that Oklahoma had been continuing to spy on practices. The claim was later confirmed in Bootlegger's Boy, Barry Switzer's book, which is a great book, by the way, um, just to give you some insight into Barry Switzer. Royal and Switzer were involved in a serious feud at the time. Do you, like, I know that late 70s is when you got into the mix, Mm -hmm. but were you aware that that was just not a healthy rivalry between Uh, Switzer and Royal? Yeah,
2: I think so. You didn't have to know much to know that it was... Pretty intense.
6: Okay. I, I like it. I yeah. mean, I'm sure that there are athletic mm-hmm. directors and university presidents who want civility. But as a fan, I kind of <laughs> like that they don't like each other. So the 76 game where it's being overshadowed by all these allegations, President Ford was in attendance. And he appeared before the game with both of them. And Switzer and Royal both talked to President Ford but would not speak to each other. <laughs> so funny. in the presence of the president of the United States, they would not talk to each other. That was Coach Royal's final Red River Shootout, and it ended in a six-six tie. Couple of other memorable, memorable ones, real quick. The '84 game was rain-soaked, fifteen-fifteen tie game, thanks to a late field goal from Jeff Ward, who I think now is a radio talk show host in Austin. He, right?
2: He was. I don't know if he still is. He was he off. Was. He
6: was on KLBJ for years. Now he's moved over, maybe to a streaming network. Um, and also in that one, Mac Brown. That was his one year as Oklahoma's offensive coordinator. Mm. That 15 15 tie. A a very random fun fact I learned when doing this research the 96 game, that was a John Blake coached OU team, which most OU fans try to forget that brief era between the era between Coach Switzer and Coach Stoops. They try to forget. But OU was quarterbacked by Justin Fuente, the head coach Uh, at Virginia Tech. I had no idea that he played at OU. So I learned a little something there. The 01 game, famous for the Roy Williams dive over the line to knock the ball away from Chris Sims. And then the 2013 game is famous slash infamous. That bizarre game where Case McCoy turned into his brother all oh, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And they for beat one day. OU for one day. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> he was, was unbelievable. That's right. So that just, they're less memorable. I feel like maybe given some time, some of the more recent ones will be considered memorable. Obviously, they played each other twice two years ago for the right. first time ever playing in the Big 12 championship game. I don't know about you guys, I didn't like that. I, I'm not opposed to conference championship games, but Texas OU belongs in the Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. not in Jerry World. And so, that to me, that's where the Red River rivalry shootout showdown belongs. <laughs> okay, before, I know we got to go to break, would you guys like to take a shot at your nine Heisman winners?
1: Yes. Go for it.
2: Okay, and we've not looked it up. No. Okay, You
6: guys have been locked in on me in these fun facts.
2: I don't think I can get eight. Uh, Ricky Williams. One. Steve Davis.
6: Close. Not Steve Davis. Steve first name. Yeah. Last name not Davis. Oh, okay. But I'll give it to you, Steve Owens. Owens. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve you Owens. You knew that. That's two. <laughs>
2: it's one and a half there. Mm-hmm. All right for OU. Texas
6: only has two. So Ricky was one of them.
2: And Earl Campbell. There you go. Yeah, that's okay. three. So there's two for Texas. Who were the Who are the quarterbacks for OU that won the Heisman?
6: There have been four of them in the last 20 years. Okay. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Yes. Tyler Murray, yes. Heupel,
1: no.
2: Good oh, guess. Um,
1: very good guess. Oh, um, uh, the offensive coordinator for oh crap. What's yeah, his
2: name? I know. I can see him. We're not doing well. No, we're not.
6: The 2008, the finalists were Colt, Tebow, and this Oklahoma quarterback. Oh, uh, Jason. That's J- that's 2003, but you're on oh, the right okay. track. What's
2: his name? Jason. I'm going brain dead. Yeah, not
6: black, but. White, White. Jason White, (laughs) and Sam Bradford in 2008. Sam Bradford, Bradford. that's the one. Steve Owens in 69, and then Billy Vessels in 1952. Nobody was getting that one. Oh, Billy Vessels. (laughs) Garrett was nodding his head like, "Oh yeah, I forgot Billy Vessels." Steve Davis.
2: Was Steve Davis not on that (laughs) list? Steve Davis not on the list.
6: I, you know what? I will research if a Steve Davis has ever played (laughs) and where he may have finished in the Heisman. Last thing, real quick. There are four trophies associated with this game. We all see guys wearing the golden hat. They also give the Red River Rivalry Trophy. That's exchanged between the student bodies. There's something called the Governor's Trophy. And then there is an NROTC Trophy. It's the annual tradition where each school's Naval Reserve Officer Training Corps run the game balls relay style from their campus to Dallas before they play a football scrimmage, and the winner winning school gets the NROTC Trophy. Oh, I never that. knew. That's insane. Yes. So there are your fun facts about Texas OU and the recently deceased 2020 Oakland Athletics. (laughs)
2: God rest the A's. All right, very good. Chris, thank you very much. Uh, Fun facts, uh, always entertaining. This week, not about Baylor's opponent, but about uh, Texas OU and the matchup tomorrow in the Cotton Bowl. Let's take a break. We'll be back, wrap things up. Stay with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Marineland Boating Center. They're at I-35 and Loop 340 South. They're on the web, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Check it out. You can buy in person or you can handle everything remotely. We're also brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Just Google search her name, Amanda Cunningham, and that will get you to her Facebook page, the Waco Hood Watch, and the 254 series of videos. That's Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker,
3: create. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
2: At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys the peace of being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit Marineland,
6: wait Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. For 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com dot com.
0: You already love our famous chicken tenders, but have you tried our fabulous Bush baby sauce? Get ready. Our new Bush baby chicken sandwich is here. Oh, and did we mention it's on a King's Hawaiian bun? Yes, you heard it right. A King's Hawaiian bun. Crispy tenders placed on a warm and delicious King's Hawaiian bun. Drizzled with our sensational Bush baby sauce. Topped with three pickles and bam. Introducing the new Bush baby chicken sandwich. Pick up your Bush baby chicken sandwich at a Bush's chicken nearest you today
3: Just off your boots, Waco, it's rodeo time. One Hot Rodeo presented by AIP Energy returns to the Extra Co. Coliseum. See the professional bull riders, high-speed team events, mutton-busting, barrel racing, and much more on October 10th through 11th and 15th through the 17th. Join us October 18th for a one-hot bullfight. See the rankest bulls compete against some of the best American freestyle bullfighters in the country. Tickets are on sale now. Visit hotfair.com to get yours. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by vaveline Express Care Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday, eight to six. Saturday, eight to five. High school football will be in action on our family of stations this evening. Temple will host Arlington Martin. Pregame is at 6 30 With kickoff at seven on AM 1330 and 93.9 FM. Midway will host South Grand Prairie on ESPN Central Texas, and Robinson will host Gerald on AM 1590 and 99.3 FM. Pregame for both is at seven. With kickoff at seven thirty, and all games can be streamed. Live on CentexSportsFan.com or on our Centex Sports SportsFan app. Baylor Football announced on Thursday they are suspending all football related activities to allow further evaluation of recent positive COVID 19 tests and completion of close contact tracing. On the Diamond, the Astros have advanced to the ALCS after defeating the A's 11 6 on Thursday afternoon and will now await the winner of Tampa Bay vs. the Yankees. SportsCenter,
0: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Enough time to wrap things up, move out of here. Game time is coming up next. Game time on from 10 to noon, followed by Unnecessary Roughness. That is noon to 3. Matt Mosley Show. Without Matt Mosley again today, Tom Barfield and uh, Stephen Simcox. I guess Tom will still be on this afternoon. He's got a football game to broadcast tonight. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, he will. All right, so that is uh, coming up this afternoon. Our continued uh, good wishes to Matt recovering from that uh, very serious bicycle accident. But all that is coming up this afternoon, then high school football tonight. Midway is on the air here. Temple is on the air on Fox Sports Central Texas. And, uh, Garrett, you and Steven will have the uh, post-game scoreboard show tonight. Yep. I look forward to that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we all, it's always fun to do. and. I think the best part is getting the coaches and getting that raw emotion after a big win, so that's always fun.
2: You guys do a great job, and uh, we'll be listening to you this evening. Thanks to Chris Allman for coming in and giving us uh, fun facts about a number of topics, most notably the Oakland A's season coming to an end and Texas OU tomorrow in the Cotton Bowl.
6: You're I, I had to, like, really prep myself to not overrun your show with Astros talk. So I'm really... I'm, I guess there's still a chance I could ruin it. I'm yeah. hopeful that I get out of here without really ruining it <laughs> I think you made myself. your point.
2: You made your point very well. Good luck to the Astros. Would That's they, right. Would you rather play... Would the Astros rather play the Yankees or the Rays? I'd rather
6: play Tampa. Really? Because I can stomach losing to Tampa. Yeah. I can't handle... I can't handle Yankee fan if we lose to Tampa, Tampa's a
2: better team, probably.
6: T- yeah, and Tampa gave Houston all they could handle last year in the ALDS, and they're built well. And, truthfully, if they lose to Tampa, I can rest in the fact that Houston's current general manager, James Click, spent 16 years in the Tampa organization. So if they beat Houston, I can go, well, all right, at least the guy that built the team that beat us is now with us. There you go. All so right. I'm always <laughs> – I've, I've got safeguards in place for every scenario. <laughs> but the nightmare scenario is losing either to New York or the Dodgers
2: Yeah, yeah. for me, emotionally. Uh-huh.
6: My life is pretty good if that's my nightmare scenario.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. we got to move out of here. Game time is next. Have a great socially distanced mask-wearing weekend. Lord willing, we'll talk to you on Monday here on ESPN Central Texas.
6: The flavor and flair of the John Morris Show.